Hello, Chakra Queens. This episode of Chakra Girl Radio is brought to you by the brand new Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which is available on the App Store or Google Play or even on your desktop. Yes, I finally launched an app and it is a video library of all of my favorite rituals, the rituals and meditations that I do every single day for the modern spiritual woman who also enjoys the finer things in life. And you are getting a seven day free trial and I'm making it easy for you. I'm removing the guesswork from your daily spiritual work. So you can either do our daily suggested ritual that ranges from three to 30 minutes, most of them around the 12 minute mark, or you can search and choose your own ritual. You can search by time if you are in a rush and want to do something shorter, or you can also do your daily ritual based on how you feel that day. You can search by what you want to manifest, what chakra you want to work on, or if you're feeling spicy and want to access your multidimensional goddess powers, you can do one of our advanced rituals and really up your spiritual game. We believe that you're your own healer, and we're just here helping you access the tools and the knowledge and the confidence that are already within you that are going to transform your life. And we are doing everything in this app from morning gratitude to energy clearing, to time traveling, to finding your purpose, manifesting abundance, and just getting more clarity overall to deepen that intuition with so much in between. So many women are already DMing me daily, telling me that these rituals are changing their lives. So get your seven day free trial today. Go to shockergirlco.com. And I'm also giving you 15% off when you subscribe to the annual membership with the coupon code podcast. So once you've subscribed at shockergirlco.com, you can either ritual with us from the web, or you can then download the app from the app store or Google Play, enter in your username and password, and you are ready to ritual. And we're so excited to see you on the app. So go to shockergirlco.com and start your seven-day free trial and save 15% off the annual membership with coupon code podcast. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons. Today we are helping you manifest your purpose, your abundance, and euphoria. We are chatting with the beautiful, amazing, talented, intuitive Makoshi Najesser, aka the Royal Shaman, and we're going to be diving into accessing your deepest spiritual purpose for mega abundance, integrating consciousness, understanding fixed destiny versus fluid destiny. Like what is meant to be? Can I change what's meant to be? And also how to no longer identify as a victim of trauma and instead to identify as an abundant and fulfilled queen. I mean, we all need that. Before we dive in, I'm going to share a little energy practice and invocation to release old thought patterns. How are you guys doing? Like what's going on? There's a war happening. We're in the middle of ascending to a new earth. There's, you know, a lot of energy floating around. So I know lots of you guys have had some darkness pop up. That's coming up to say hello before we release it. So I created a short little practice for you guys to release it with grace. And I shared this on my Instagram as well. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at Co. So first there's just six short steps. And then there's an invocation, which is kind of like a prayer or a mantra. 
So we'll go through the steps first. So firstly, you're gonna think of a thought pattern or belief that has been holding you back or not serving your highest good. You know, we all have them. So it might be something that you woke up stressing out about today or some fear that's coming up. So just choose one that you're like, okay, I need to get rid of this. Secondly, declare, and you can say this out loud or you can write it down, declare that you're ready to give it up to the universe and not return to the feeling of clinging to it to prove a point to your ego. So often we hold on to these thought patterns because we've decided, you know, I'm this way because of this thing or this person. And we have this belief and then we want to keep proving it to ourselves subconsciously. So decide that you have nothing to prove to yourself. This thought pattern is not keeping you safe. And then step three is to decide that you've already learned whatever lesson you need to learn from this. And that the lesson is that you are already safe and already loved without this thought pattern. And then step five, oh, step four, sorry, is to decide that it's already accomplished. Decide that you already are, have released it, decide that you've already learned that lesson because you have, like you already know that you're safe. You already know that you're loved. And this thought pattern is not proving that. So you do not need to hold on to it. But then the next step is to repeat the invocation, which is, okay. And you can, I'll say this slowly so you can repeat it after me. Okay. So I release any and all attachment patterns, belief systems, and perceptions that are not in service of my highest good. I open my mind and heart to pure love moving through me. I release any feelings of unworthiness, fear, guilt, shame, doubt, undeservingness. And you can kind of insert whatever you want to release. And you can just say, I'm releasing any feelings of, and then rattle off all the things you want to release. And then you can say, they must leave my field here on earth in any and all dimensions, timelines, and anywhere else my soul may be. And instead, I choose with all of my sovereignty to tune into my true essence. I am a divine, lovable, abundant, vibrant queen. I offer my radiant frequency to the collective and everyone around me. And this is an important job that I was chosen for. And lastly, you can say, I love myself. I am safe. I am supported. I'm pure light here to light up the world. Boom. Repeat that as many times as you need to, to feel it until you feel it every single cell and actually believe it. Okay. Cause it's true. It is true. We don't need these thought systems. We are so powerful. We are so sovereign. And I know myself, like I've been needing this practice too. That's why I wrote out this invocation was for myself. And then I saved, I saved it for you guys because as some of you know, I'm actually launching an app called rituals by chakra girl. And it's getting me out of my comfort zone. I've really had to do some healing around procrastination, around perfectionism, comparison. And when we're taking a big leap in life and we're ascending our own consciousness, those feelings are going to come up. So just reconnect, turn inward and know that you are damn powerful. You can clear this stuff. And yeah, so make sure you're following me on Instagram for more things like that. And we actually have a new Instagram account, Rituals by Chakra Girl. You can give that a follow too. I haven't posted on it yet, but 
I will. We'll get that up and running this week. So yay. I'm excited for you guys to listen to this episode. You are going to absolutely love her. If you have any questions, make sure to reach out to me on Instagram, reach out to her, let us know how you like the episode, share it, post it. We're here for you. Enjoy. Welcome to Shackle Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have such a lovely guest today. Her name is Makosi Najesar, and she is the royal shaman. She is an authentic African shaman specializing in personal development and energetic alignment. She is a human potential expert and spiritual ascension master, which, hello, our favorite things. She helps create powerful transformations that amplify success and teach individuals how to achieve limitless abundance through synergy for electric alignment. Okay. Energetic alignment, you guys, all the things, all the things. We are going to be diving really deep into all things money, all things purpose, and I can't wait. So welcome to the show. Gosh, Amberly, that was incredible. And I love your energy. I can't wait to dive into some serious ascension magic ascension magic money madness miracles all the things let's dive in what is a daily ritual that you almost never skip um one of my favorite daily rituals i am pretty much obsessed with oud oil i use it as um, a manifestation tool but there's something um each morning i take a little moment to just set my intention for how i'd like to experience abundance in that day before applying um, whichever oud oil I'm using that day. And it's something that takes literally five seconds, but it automatically shifts my energy into one of gratitude and really seeking and observing where abundance is coming in versus starting my day with being hectic and running around all over the place and just trying to hustle my way to certain goals. Yes. I never, I never skip that. Okay. What is oud oil? <laughs> I'm like, oh. literally never heard of this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you have to get some oud oil because it is life. So oud is, um, it's a, it's a tree resin, but it's essentially the most rare form because it's only formed after this very specific species of tree gets this very specific kind of like fungal infection. It sounds really awful. Um, And then they have to like fall and rot. And then a very small percentage of those actually make this, this type of resin that's then turned into oil. So it is one of the most expensive ingredients that you can get for perfumes, but a very small amount of it goes a really long way and it smells incredible. What is your favorite brand? Oh, my favorite brand. Wait, let me be specific. Oil. Like what oh. like, are we getting the oud oil? Yeah. So I actually have a, there's a store close by that's an, like an authentic Arabian oud store. They okay. literally specialize in oud although they have some other they have different musks and things but oh my gosh i have i think four or five different types from that so i think we need we need to just find the oud oil that speaks to us i think that's 
the last. Yes. Yeah, so it's not that you get a specific one. You need to find the one that has a resonance with you because it does change depending on who's wearing it. Interesting. Okay. I can't wait to try this. Um, what's your favorite crystal of the moment? Ooh, well, I'm in a space right now where I'm really embracing my birthday, which is coming up very soon. And so amethyst is my birthstone and both my son and I have been wearing amethyst recently and just really getting in tune with the frequency. Are you an Aquarius too? I'm a Pisces. Oh, okay. So you're later in February. Yeah. So my birthday, uh, fun fact, my birth, my 33rd birthday is on two 22, 22 and I'm a life path 33. So I am in a very interesting energetic transformation right now. Kind of like literally stepping into my highest calling. Something's going to go down. I can feel it. Oh my gosh. I can feel it too. It's crazy. <laughs> so what's your sun and moon and rising? Ooh, so I'm, I'm a Pisces sun. My moon is in Virgo and I'm a Leo rising. Oh, I'm a Leo rising too. Hey, That's why we love each other. Okay. Amazing. I want to know about your spiritual awakening. Like when did all of this come to be? When were you like, I'm a shaman. And when did this turn into your life's work? I don't have a particular moment that was like my spiritual awakening. I was a very spiritually gifted child Mm -hmm. in that I was interacting with spirits very young. I just knew things about people and could essentially see the unseen, whether that was in a literal sense of seeing non-physical realities or being able to kind of see the energy behind uh, various patterns of behavior that we're manifesting. And for me, I tapped into that knowing very young. And I also came remembering my last life here. Mm. So for me, it almost was like my childhood. I was living two different realities where I had this, this kind of like spiritual evolution happening. And I also had this like high achiever version of myself. The Virgo. And, the Virgo. <laughs> yes. I was, le- I was leaning hard <laughs> into my Virgo aspect. And it was only really when I had an experience, I was 12 or 13 started getting into reading tarot in my middle school. And then at 15, my best friend uh, was murdered actually. Wow. Oh my goodness. And she manifested at the end of my bed. Wow. The, the night that they, that she died. And from that moment on, I knew that my spiritual gifting was, was real and mm-hmm. that it was this non-physical realm was actually more real than the physical realm. But I continued with my high achiever ways, even though I started having what we call the calling sickness. So we could say that almost was like a third life that was happening. And it really all began to culminate when I was um, a senior in college. I had given birth to my son and decided 
that I wasn't going to go to medical school because I really wanted to be at home with my miracle baby. I ended up getting into direct sales and created immense success. I was in the top 2% of that company within nine months. Wow. And I was still left feeling unfulfilled. So here I was at 23, 24 years old. I had the hot husband, tall, dark, and handsome, an amazingly beautiful, perfect newborn baby. I had this incredible success in, as an independent consultant and I'm getting trips, like I'm, you know, free trips to Vegas and designer handbags and like cash bonuses and all of that amazing stuff. And I was still unfulfilled. So instead of asking the question of what's next or what goal am I going to hit next? I started asking, why am I here? What is my highest calling? How do I become the best version of myself? And when I started asking those questions, the universe started to magnetize to me opportunities for me to explore that aspect of myself, which Mm -hmm. ultimately led to me entering into initiation. I was an initiation process for five years. Um, And at the end of that, I completed all of my ceremonies in South Africa, becoming what they, they would call a Sangoma, or now they would probably perceive me as a Sanusi, which is a Zulu shaman. And in particular, essentially like a societal oracle, the the role that like the Oracle of Delphi would be operating in or an Indian guru, if Mm. that makes sense. Yeah. So did you, so like, how did that come to be? Did that opportunity or that teaching or that teacher just like land for you when you started asking yourself those questions of, you know, what am I meant to be doing? So the very first initiation I entered ended up being three years and the way it was presented was through synchronicities, incredible, like random timing and, and people who are living in hundreds of miles apart, basically manifesting all at the same time to bring me to the doorstep of this mystery school that comes out of West Africa, which is essentially an ancient Egyptian mystery school. Wow. And so I spent three years in that initiation, essentially deconditioning myself from my paradigm, from the way in which I was viewing reality and opening myself up to a different way of viewing things and a different identity, a different way of being. Mm-hmm. And through that process, we have what are called divinations. And it's a little different than having like a tarot reading because divination is really about finding the root causes of what is manifesting in your reality. And also telling you like the, the quote unquote prescription or shift in behavior that needs to happen in order for you to align with your dharma or your purpose. And for me, it kept coming up in every single divination that I was called to be a priestess, a spiritual teacher, so on and so forth. And in my mind, I was thinking like, you know, I'm a young mom. I've got a business I'm running. I'm still in business at that time. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that when I'm like, like 50. Sure. (laughs) That makes sense. I'll be an elder then. Like it, it totally works. Right. 
But then the dream started and I actually dreamed of my spiritual mother a year before I met her. Wow. And so whenever I met her, (laughs) it was like, well, duh, that was what that dream was all about. And so then I entered that into that process. And that process was about six months, but it was really the culmination of at that point, like four and a half years of self-mastery in a very intense way where I was traveling back and forth to Africa and really shifting how I was operating in, in my life and who I was being. What would you say was the biggest shift? Like what was the unlearning that needed to take place and what was the new perspective? Ooh, that's a great question. It's so hard, right? People are like, describe consciousness. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I think for me, it was the full realization that nothing is happening by chance. Yeah. And when I really saw that happen, in a very tangible way. When I was exploring things spiritually, shifting, and then my reality changed, I was like, oh shit, why does why don't people know about, about this? That literally everything that's that they're experiencing is coming from somewhere. And we also have power and sovereignty in creating our reality yes and like so this is a question that I get sometimes because people are like well if everything's already written and everything's happening for a reason and all of our soul contracts are already in place like but we do have free will like what's like like how do we change those contracts like how can we make those adjustments if if things are kind of already laid out for us yeah, the um, the best thing that I've learned through this process, and I will tell you, it didn't even necessarily come directly in my initiation, but through my own gifting, essentially, is that I began to understand both and consciousness, integrated consciousness, which I personally believe is where spirituality is going. So in my initiations, we did have an understanding and, and come to a knowing that we have both what they call a fixed destiny and a fluid destiny or flexible destiny. And our fixed destiny is all of the things that are essentially equipping us for the kind of experience that our higher self wants to have. And so that looks like, you know, the exact day and time that we're born so we can be born with a certain energetic capacity or or mechanism way of being it can look like our parents and family um, where we're born like the the environment the circumstances so on and so forth and also part of our fixed destiny or contracts that we agree to can also be a part of that so that could be certain arrangements with key people that will enter our life at a certain point and we'll have an experience with them that will essentially put us on a a certain trajectory, but we still have to choose it. We always have free will. Right. Okay. So let's have a quick 
chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism. And no, it's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of The Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. So a really great example of this in my life. Um, one of my first spiritual teachers, I had a contract with that this person would essentially betray me mm-hmm. and that because of the result of that betrayal, I would have to seek my own power. And the only way for me to reclaim that would be for me to choose to step into my calling. There's no way in a million years I would have become a shaman. (laughs) I would have never flown over to Africa to do this. I wouldn't have gone through the grueling process if it hadn't been for the effects that I felt from that, the discomfort, the pain, the suffering that came out of that experience. Mm. So that part is like, what is the, the fixed? But we always have free will. So I could have chosen not to go to Africa. Yes, I would have still dealt with like the pain and the suffering and all the problems that came about from that, but I still had free will. I still had sovereignty. I still had power in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is the foundation of what for me began to create this understanding of both and consciousness instead of either or. Okay. And this is what you call the integrated consciousness. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. That's beautiful. So one modality that you use or have created is the energetics of euphoria. Can you describe that for us? Yes. So essentially the energetics of euphoria is the law of attraction reversed. So most people, when they come into an understanding of the law of attraction and and how manifestation works, they then go about focusing all of their energy on how do I get what I want, right? How do I be the version of me that does X, Y, Z in order to have 
the husband, the fancy car, the million dollar business, like whatever that goal is. And the law of attraction can work that way. But the energetics of euphoria instead allows your higher self to be the one in charge and looks at what are you already manifesting? What are the triggers, right? So what is, what is dissonant in your life? Basically, what is, what are the obstacles? What's uncomfortable that's manifested in your reality right now? Understanding that your higher self is making that a trigger because you're bumping up against an identity or a version of yourself that no longer serves. And so by evaluating the present moment and moving through that, you then get to expand and evolve your identity in the direction that your higher self wants, but it requires you surrendering what you think you have to have or what you have to get and allowing your own higher self to just show you the next step and then the next step and the next step. And when you do this, the amount of miracles and like absolutely insane manifestations that come about are nuts because what you're doing is letting go of all that is not you so that your true essence, your higher self can literally be embodied on this plane and magnetize the highest level of abundance for you. Ooh, okay. So what if this thing that we're bumping up against, what if it's some kind of deep seated trauma? Like I always like, there's so many different views of this, of how we're meant to deal with our trauma. And one of them is, okay, well, your trauma is an illusion. One of them is, you know, you need to sit with and integrate it. One of them is you need to go to therapy for five years and confront your parents. Like there's like, when we're bumping up against something that keeps repeatedly coming up in so many different aspects, let's say, for example, like, um, like an overall worthiness issue that stemmed from some kind of like childhood trauma, how can we look past that or uh, like kind of release that from our identity? Yeah. So one of the things that I, I perceive number one is that, um, trauma is simply, although it can be very, it can be very extreme, but you can also have um, an experience of trauma that is coming from something that was maybe seemingly insignificant, but it had an impact. Yeah. And so number one, I think looking at trauma as an elevated or a heightened emotional experience versus something that we are victim to mm-hmm. is, is very important. Yes. When we make that shift to understand that it was this elevated emotional experience, then we can look at it more from a place of layers. And so for some people, maybe there's only one layer. And so we address that in one go and they never deal with it again. But for most of us, there are layers to this thing. There's different ways in which it's showing up. And so we want to look at all the different places that that's manifesting and then look at the root identity. So if you had a traumatic experience, for example, let's say, let's say you choked on a stage performance, right? And then as a result of that traumatic experience, now you take on an identity of, I, I'm not a performer, right? Even though you 
could definitely be a performer. You just had an, an elevated emotional experience that wasn't great. And then it imprinted in your way of being. Mm -hmm. So if you, let's say, go to do Instagram lives, right? And that identity is still there. You'll experience resistance to doing that or a trigger around doing that, or maybe you'll choke doing that. And that can be showing up in 10 different other ways. I'm just saying 10, but it could yeah. be, a, a, it's showing up everywhere because yeah. who you are is literally manifesting everywhere. So when we can begin to dig through the energetics of euphoria process to the root cause, which is on the identity level and expand your awareness so that you can see your identity, you can see yourself and we take the charge away. Yeah. Now you can align to an identity that is actually your, your essence. And mm -hmm. so sometimes that requires different tools. Maybe it does require therapy, possibly if you can't see it. Maybe it's, I love to use evidence building simply. Like it's such an easy tool. Maybe it's energy work, maybe it's ceremony, so on and so forth. But I'm of a mind based off of everything I've experienced that from a scientific perspective as well, simple awareness can shift realities. Yes. Like it, like you said, and that's the same wording that I always use is that it releases the energetic charge and the emotional charge from it. Cause once you're aware of it, it's allowed to be there. You're not pushing it down and resisting it because what we resist persists, persists. So just simply by being aware of it, we're literally shining light on it and releasing darkness from it. Exactly. And that by itself. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, we have to like do all of these things. And they get so engrossed in, I have to have all of these tools and so on and so forth. And sometimes a tool, most people actually are using tools as like a scapegoat or even seeing themselves as a victim because they quote unquote need tools. Yeah. So if we understand that simply just holding that awareness begins to change realities, it begins to change how we approach things because we're no longer rejecting that aspect of ourselves. It's really great, especially if you can like laugh at it, like laughing at your you know, manipulative way of being, <laughs> <laughs> then you're less likely to continue being that way and can choose something else consciously. Yes. Okay. So what if we would like to identify as rich? Mm. <laughs> like let's talk money. Let's talk money, honey. <laughs> well, if you would like to identify as rich, my way of going about things is the, is the very like yin way or feminine way, which tends to be a little more indirect. So instead of looking at how do I take on the identity of being rich, I look at how do I remove everything that's in the, in the way of me identifying as rich? Yes. Okay. Love that. So that would look like, what are my judgments around money? people who have it, uh, what they do with the money, so on and so forth. Okay. And we all kind of, so like we kind of talked about like the manifestation process, but when it comes to money, like what, what else kind of needs to happen on a higher dimensional, like frequency level? 
So there's a few different things that I have seen that people say that I disagree with. One is that you have to be in alignment to receive money. That is not at all in my perspective what needs to happen because I see a ton of people who are actually quite out of alignment who have allowed themselves to receive money. Yeah. So the ability to receive money simply boils down to operating from an identity that allows that allows you to have money. But when we're talking about meaningful money, which is what I care about, when we're talking about meaningful money and what we need to tap into for that, that's when we are looking at our purpose. Mm-hmm. And most of us go about finding our purpose in a way that keeps us constantly seeking because we think that purpose is something that we do versus what is the unique expression of divinity that I came to be Mm -hmm. and how do I be that authentically? So when you uncover all of the layers that are not you and allow yourself to be fully expressed without without judgment, without contorting yourself to people, please, and so on and so forth. What happens is out of that, there's a calling, a a higher calling that typically requires energetic support. And that could show up as people. It could show up as opportunities. It could show up as money. And when you're in alignment with that, that bigger expression of who you're here to be and impact that you're here to make that will naturally attract the prosperity that supports that vision. Yes. And then so many people are like, well, I don't want to start a business or I don't want, it's like, it doesn't have to be that, right? Like, can you give some other examples of how being our fullest expression and being like living our purpose and our soul mission can bring on abundance? Absolutely. So I personally am of a mind that I don't think everyone needs to have a business and I don't think that everyone should be an entrepreneur, but let's say that you have a higher calling to maybe just simply reconnect your ancestral line with farming. And that is like your soul's desire. Well, to have a farm, it's going to require money. (laughs) You're going to need money to buy the land. You are going to need the money to buy the equipment and the seeds and the fertilizer and so on and so forth. Right. And so that could be, you know, you could still have a full-time job and also be in your, in your flow, in your purpose by working that farm. And that will be evidenced through, it really can be evidenced by the flow state really. Right. Okay. So we're really just getting into it's really expression at the end of the day. It's not necessarily a doing, like it's like a being and like a, like allowing the guidance to come through. It's not like, it's not like, what are the things I need to do with my purpose to make money? Because it might not even be the purpose making the money. It might just be that you fully express yourself in your purpose. And then you, I don't know, meet a rich guy and get married or something like that. Like, <laughs> Or with yeah, the lottery. It, it can show up in so many ways. And here's the thing is like, we have to understand that money is just an energy. Yeah. That energy could manifest in multiple ways. That's why I really love to talk about abundance beyond right. just money. Money is a great entry point, but it's really great when we start to understand abundance could show up as like, maybe you're an artist and 
the abundance shows up as, you know, an incredible gallery in your neighborhood, inviting you to display your work there. Yeah. It can manifest like that. It doesn't have to be a monetary amount. Money really tends to be a byproduct. Yeah. I always say it's an amplifier. Like what we like, we want money because we think it's going to give us happiness. We think it's going to give us more love. We think it's going to give us, you know, freedom. And here's the thing. It's like, it, it can amplify those things, but if we don't already feel love, freedom, and bliss now, we're not going to feel them when we have money. Absolutely. What are some tips for holding on to money? Some people are like, I can manifest it. And then I send it all and it's gone. And, or there's like those ebbs and flows. What are some tips for being kind of like in that essence of overflow and being able to hold on to it? I think number one, understand that money is like water. It is meant to ebb and flow. It is meant to move. And so most of us have a relationship that is either hoarding, like we want to hold on to it or rejecting, which looks like every time I get money, I have to immediately get rid of it and I never have any. Yeah. So part of this is aligning yourself, your your identity with a certain baseline. And so most of us have in basically from our nervous system and how we choose to identify a certain baseline and also cap. So we have a range of money to us that's acceptable. And if any, if, if it's too much beyond that, we reject it. If it's too much below, we then like try and hold on to it and restrict it from moving. Right. So how we can begin to shift our, our capacity for money is to ever so gently begin leaning into ways of evolving ourselves, ways of shifting our identity that require our capacity to expand. Mm. So that may look like choosing organic groceries over, what what do they call them? Pesticide groceries. (laughs) (laughs) Pesticide-ridden groceries, right? So then it becomes, like that becomes the norm and that requires a certain amount of money. And so anytime your money starts dipping below a certain amount, it will begin to feel a little uncomfortable because it's no longer in alignment. Right. So you can utilize your lifestyle to increase your capacity. You can also use your your calling, your purpose as part of that. So for me, like this year, I've set an intention of donating or investing 50 grand into female entrepreneurs in third world countries right? Mm -hmm. In order to do that, I need to hold a new capacity of wealth, a new standard of wealth for that to become my norm. And so I start looking at my lifestyle and asking myself, how, who would I be? How would I be operating in my everyday life? How would I see the world if I was the version of myself that was able to invest 50 grand every single year in female entrepreneurs. Right. So it's really like claiming a new identity and embodying it. Yes. So magical. And you have 
a quiz as well, like a consciousness quiz. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. So really the first step to this work that, at least from my perspective, is your level of awareness or your level of consciousness. Because in order for you to be able to access your intuition, you first need to be aware of your intuition, right? In order to be able to follow that intuition, you need to know that it's there. In order to be able to see your identity, your consciousness that is behind the identity needs to be expanded. So the consciousness quiz will actually tell you what level of consciousness you're currently operating at. It will tell you some of the like key signs that that is your reality. And it will also tell you what to focus on to further expand your awareness, your consciousness. Okay. Love that. And we're going to link you guys in the show notes to the quiz. Yeah. Cause it's, but it's literally like bit.ly slash Royal Shaman quiz. So it's kind of easy, but we'll link you guys anyways. Yay. Well, this has been so magical. Any final words you want to share for our listeners? Hmm. Yeah. The thing that's been really kind of ringing in my head recently is we spend so much time and energy trying to become something that we're not when all of the abundance that is your birthright is waiting for you to be the version of you that only you can be. Authenticity is the key to abundance. Yes. So true. So well said. And I feel like especially in these days when we're all like on social media, comparing ourselves to everyone's lives or being like, she's doing this. Maybe I should do this. It's like using the discernment to be like, Hey, wait, is this actually a part of my path? Or is this me trying to be someone I'm not? That's so, so true. And I think so relevant today. Well, thank you so much for all of the magic that you shared. Where can everyone find you online? The best place these days is on the Instagrams at the Royal Shaman or my website, theroyalshaman.com. Beautiful. And I mean, branding genius as well. I love your branding. Everything's so good. <laughs> and your website's gorgeous. So you guys make sure to check everything out. We're going to be linking you to everyone, everything in the show notes. Um, and thank you guys so much for listening. Message us. Let us know how you liked it. Share it with a friend rate us five stars. Give us a nice comment. Good karma's coming your way. Anyways, we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 